Hi, everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner. I have such a treat for you today. I love bringing on people that can talk about sex, sexuality, and sensuality, and spirituality in a very conscious way. And my guest today does just that and so much more. So Layla Martin is a thought leader in the ever-emerging worlds of sexual wellness, tantra, erotic empowerment, and personal development. She's named the headmistress of pleasure by Women's Health Magazine and a sexpert extraordinaire by Cosmo. She spent her life studying the science and deep magic of sexuality and human relationships. She's the founder of the Vita Method. She's been certifying professionals in a tantric approach to love, sex, and relationships for over seven years and has taught over 12,000 clients. And for 20 years, Layla traveled the world as a devoted student of Tantra, training with the most high-level teachers of this powerful tradition. She studied human sexuality, neuroscience, and biology at Stanford University and immersed herself in the energetic traditions of Taoism and early witchcraft. Layla dedicates herself to making these profound tools accessible through her Vita courses and professionally training Vita coaches worldwide. I love the topics we explore in this episode. I love the conversation we have, and she talks about her coaching program. And I know I have a lot of coaches that are listening, and if you want to get certified, and I mean really certified, if you want great training in sex and relationships, I encourage you to consider her Vita coaching training program. If you just go to christinehauser.com slash Layla, you can learn more about it, and she talks about it in the interview as well. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor, Organifi. You always get 20% off all of your Organifi products when you go to Organifi.com slash over it and use over it as the promo code. Today, I want to talk to you about their green product. So eating healthy and give your nutrition shouldn't be a pain in the butt, time consuming and expensive. And organic veggies can get pretty expensive and not always that convenient to shop for, depending on where you live and what season it is, so on and so forth. So you can subscribe to Organifi and get their green powder delivered, and it costs only $1.98 per day to get like a, basically vegetables in a powder. And you can really, really trust Organifi's product. I love them. I love the way that they make things. I love their ethos, and I love the way their products taste. Their green has a clinical dose of ashwagandha made with clinically studied KSM 66 ashwagandha to help reduce stress, promote relaxation, improve quality of life, support a healthy immune system, promote memory and concentration, control stress-related things, food cravings, support quality of sleep, support physical performance and endurance, and support sexual health. Hey, pretty good for $1.95 a day. And if you don't want to subscribe, you can just go to Organifi.com slash over it and get 20% off any of your orders using the promo code over it. And I also want to tell you about the January group call we have coming up on January 10th, another live group coaching call. I haven't done one in a while. This one is going to be about goal setting. I'm going to take you through a very simple, accessible goal setting process, and I'm going to open it up to coaching. So you can come on. It's it's a video call. You can be with like-minded people. It's such a great community. These calls are really powerful, and it's only 20 bucks. And if you can't make it live, you get the recording. And I always gift you with a guided meditation as well. So go to christinehauser.com slash group. All right, and now on to my conversation with Layla. Layla, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you, Christine. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, and I am so excited to bring you onto the show. Layla and I recently joined a mastermind together, which this week, to my embarrassment, I accidentally sent a poop pic to the entire professional mastermind, and I couldn't be more embarrassed. Um, but thank you for responding so kindly to that. It just shows your, your, your open Christine heart. was like, this is what it's like to be a mom. Yeah, right? it wasn't it's my like, poop, everybody. <laughs> yeah, was- Look, I might have sent that picture without a baby or a and I should have probably specified it was not my poop. It was my baby's poop. She was a little constipated and I was sending it to someone to get some advice. And you know, when you're just moving fast and you have many threads, many WhatsApp threads, that type of thing happens. But anyway, even before this mastermind, which I've made such a great impression on, I have known of Layla and met through mutual friends and your work really speaks for you. You are such an embodiment of your work and you have such a reputation of being a, a grounded, embodied teacher of Tantra and, and many things beyond Tantra that involve Tantra, but I don't just think of you as, as Tantra. And I just want to continue to bring my audience um, really, again, embodied teachers because I think there's a lot of 
information out there. And when you're going to dive deep into something like Tantra or sensuality or sexuality, you really want to make sure you're doing it with people that live the work and do it with integrity. And you're one of those people. So thank you for your work and all the work that you've done to, to be able to hold this body of work because, you know, working in the, the sexual arena is, is not easy. It's not easy because there's a lot of cobwebs in there. So I just want to acknowledge you. Totally. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to start with what is Tantra? Because we say that word and a lot of people may have preconceived notions of what that means or may think, oh, it's crazy sex positions uh, or are curious about it. So can you define what Tantra is? Yes. So I will define what is advanced Tantra and what is entry-level Tantra, because that can be very helpful for people to understand. Just like there's entry-level yoga where you learn asanas and pranayama, and then there's advanced yoga, which can take you all the way to enlightenment. And Mm -hmm. Tantra is very similar. And Hatha yoga was actually developed in the Tantric tradition. So those of you who have practiced classical Hatha yoga, used the chakra system, um, worked with Kundalini energy, things like that, you are actually accessing accessing Tantra teachings already. And in classical Tantra, so this is a uh, a religious mystical tradition uh, that was developed in India. Uh, The scholarship says around 500 AD, but it was, you know, the roots of it are much, much, much more ancient than that. And it spread from India as this wisdom tradition all over Asia. So Tibet has a deep tantric tradition. You can find roots of tantric traditions in uh, China and in Japan. So the Taoist tradition and Tantra have a lot of um, uh, separate tradition teachings. And there's also a lot of similarities in them as well. And the heart of the tantric teachings is that because all is one, which is probably something that you've heard taught in yoga. But if you take that all the way, it's like, what is the actual practice and what are the practices that can bring you to a living experience of everything being divine, everything being sacred? And the goal of classical Tantra is enlightenment, to realize, self-realize the true nature of your being. Now, what's amazing about Tantra and one of the reasons I love it so much as a tradition is that it has all of these practices and technologies for enlightenment. And because it's rooted in this understanding that everything is holy, everything is divine, you can use anything, any experience as a spiritual practice. And so while sexuality is a very small part of the ancient tradition, it's one of the only very evolved, very detailed traditions that embraces sexuality as part of a spiritual path and also teaches technologies that allow sexuality to be a spiritual practice. And for some people that's like very hard to conceptualize, but it's sort of like taking stretching and instead of just stretching, how are you now doing yoga, right? It's a lot about your intention. It's about the practices that you use. It's about learning from a teacher who can show you how you're not just stretching anymore. Now you're accessing a depth of consciousness, the same as, you know, not just sitting anymore. Now you're meditating. And so you can have sex, right? The kind of sex that everyone knows in mainstream or with intentionality and an application of practices and tools, you can transform it into a totally different experience that's about self-realization, that's about expansion of energy, that's about touching deep states of truth within you, that's about everything that you could find in any other spiritual practice. So just like when you're meditating, you have downloads, you have profound energetic experiences, you start to realize the truth of your own nature, and also you start to stop pushing reality to be a certain way, and you start just allowing allowing it to be what it is. The same thing happens in a sacred sexuality practice. You have profound energy experiences. You start to realize the truth of your own nature. And you also um, start to uh, experience just this depth of awareness and expansion that sex can be about so much more than just having a climax. You start to embrace the full reality of aliveness through sex. So while sex is this very small part of this incredible Uh, tradition, it's this really amazing entry point for a lot of people. And the last thing about the Tantra tradition that's so powerful is a lot of it is about changing your karma. And in personal development, in, you know, in our culture, 
it's about changing your conditioning, your past, your habits, your limiting beliefs. And so it's really cool because as a spiritual tradition, there's a lot of technology that actually shifts upper limits, um, things that were ingrained in childhood that are still holding you back. And you can do this in any area of your life in the tantric tradition. But what's so cool about sexuality and intimate relationship is this is a domain where usually we have a lot of really deep conditioning. And in our society, we don't have a lot of tools to shift that conditioning. So what's so powerful about Tantra and this tradition, both the classical tradition and now also the new innovative neo-tradition is they actually teach tools and practices so that you can shift the conditioning of your past, what you learned from your family or your religion or media growing up, and transform it into um, a liberated experience of sexuality, a liberated experience of relationship, a liberated experience of your own body, your own femininity or masculinity. So it's just this incredible tradition that while the intention is enlightenment, so many of the tools and practices are also used in service of liberation. And the tradition actually celebrates that, that in the path to uh, liberation and enlightenment, you can experience pleasure. You can actually enjoy life as a side effect of your practices. And so while the goal of Tantra isn't like more pleasure or even necessarily more enjoyment of life, it's a side effect of doing this really deep work where you're liberating some of these very repressive beliefs that can hold down our body, our energy system and our erotic potential. Oh, that was an amazing answer. (laughs) Thank you for that. So, so many questions come up when I I listen to you that my audience might have as well. So in no particular order, do you need a a partner to experience Tantra? So yeah, great question. Um, No, you do not, especially because it is an enlightenment path. Ultimately, it's, it's your path to spiritual awakening. And even when we're talking about the sexual and relational practices, it's actually really encouraged. And one of the things that I found more beneficial to work solo first, even if you have a partner. So if you're single, you can work solo. If you have a partner, you can work solo. Why? Because a lot of these practices, like if you're going to bring breath work into sexuality, if you're going to bring meditation into sexuality, if you're going to start working with energy, there's a kind of liberation that has to happen in the way that you move your body, in the way that you even heal some of those blockages inside of you. And it can trigger crying. It can trigger, you know, memories from the past. And so having your own, what I call pleasure practice to start, which is a space that you give yourself to rediscover your body, rediscover, uh, pleasuring yourself, rediscover the experience of orgasm, um, just with yourself, with no goals, no shoulds. It's just an open space to heal or explore. It's actually more recommended to do that by yourself first, because then you can meet a partner with a lot more self-knowing. It's kind of terrifying to open your mouth and be like, right? And like let out the full wildness, the full ecstasy. Um, If you've never done it before with a partner, but if you've practiced first and you feel comfortable in your own self, then you can start to work with a partner. So even if you have a partner doing your own solo practice is great. And if you don't have a partner, you can start learning and working. And it will also change the kind of partner that you magnetize sexually and relationally. Mm. You talk, use the word liberated a lot. And what I make that mean is when we're liberated from our, our limiting beliefs, but also our trauma. And a lot of women, especially, but really just people in general, experience abuse, specifically sexual abuse, that can cause, that can wreak havoc on many areas of our life, including our sexuality. How can Tantra be a space for healing for that? And I'd also love you to, to define what you mean by liberated. Yes, thank you. Um, so yes, what I mean by liberated is less controlled by your stories, right, that you've adopted or picked up that aren't necessarily true to you. So a lot of us would probably say like sexuality is a beautiful thing, but then sometimes we go to make love and all those stories from the past, right? Maybe being slut shamed, maybe that sex is something like less than or dirty, or there's something wrong with our bodies, right? The, that would be like the unliberated is if sex is an expression of those stories, When we become liberated, it's like I can make love from the truth of my soul rather than 
the conditioning or stories of my past, both in my mind, but also that are still locked in my body. And so this is also why uh, Tantra is a really amazing path for trauma healing when it's taught in a safe environment, um, in a trauma-informed way with an understanding of the nervous system, because not all teachers teach it that way. Um, but because the technology is actually used in service of moving through old imprints, whether they're just limiting stories or actual traumas that were experienced, it really creates a safe space, both in solo pleasure practice and in partnered sexual practice, to be able to feel into and connect with the deeper layers of trauma that can occur both from acute experiences, for, so sexual abuse or harassment or boundary violations, or even just things like heartbreak or having toxic exes, like all of those can leave trauma imprinting in the body um, to um, more long-term traumatic experiences, like just growing up in a culture that's profoundly unsafe um, for women sexually mm -hmm. and what that does to our bodies and even tension inside of our pelvic floors. So in this tradition, you learn all these amazing tools that you can use to actually uh, release trauma. And what's so cool is now we have all this new research about why um, these tools actually work. So things like breath work, things like sounding, things like conscious movement combined with holding yourself in a really safe space, a really loving space. Those tools combined with the consciousness of love actually integrate even the deepest of traumas. And um, I know that this is true through a deep um, study of the research that's available and also through my own experience because I was sexually abused by my biological father. And so one of the things that I did through this tradition and also through my studies at university was a very personal inquiry into how can I not only heal my sexual trauma and be okay, but like, I want to thrive. <laughs> like if I could do this work and if I have to do this therapy and all these practices and all these workshops and retreats and work with all these teachers uh, so that I can recover what was lost in my sexuality. I don't just want to be okay. I want to have like the most amazing sexual and relational experiences. And that was my goal. And so through this tradition, what I learned was how to create sexual spaces, both in the way that I masturbate and in the way that I make love with my partner that would allow me to actually heal and release my trauma. And what's happening in sexuality and even in masturbation is that our bodies want to heal. So if we have trauma inside of our pelvic floor, inside of our pussy, inside of our cervix, inside of our womb, our body wants to release it. But what's happened is because we received so much sex negativity and really very little liberated sex education. When our bodies want to sound out the trauma or breathe or move, it doesn't look like you know, pornographic or Hollywood sexy. And so we have to decondition ourselves to let our bodies move more freely, to let our breath move and to allow sex to be a space where that level of healing can happen. And so Tantra is this amazing system that really welcomes that kind of liberation and expression so that the healing can happen so that our nervous systems can release the past and be more of an expression of what's possible in the present. Mm. Do you recommend people that haven't done a lot of other work, a lot of other healing work, be it therapy or anything else, um, that know they have a history of abuse, like start with Tantra? Or do you think it can be too activating? It's a great question. I would say it depends on the teacher, right? Like I would say, so maybe don't go <laughs> to one of the like totally unhinged workshops yeah. that you find online, like off somewhere with some teacher, right? Who's not trauma informed. I would say, you know, my system Vita and working with someone like me and there's some other teachers like me who really do have this approach of doing it in an integrated way, doing it in a profoundly self-loving and self-honoring way, mm -hmm. then it can be a very beautiful system um, within reason, right? If, if you're so disintegrated and your life is such a mess and the trauma is causing so many problems, that is a place for deep therapy and not any kind of spirituality. But as long as you are resource, it's not destroying your life, um, but you're really looking for something that can help you in a supportive way, then it can be a beautiful, beautiful system to work with. Yeah. And not many people think that spirituality and sexuality go together. They are usually on two opposite sides of the spectrum, especially in the way that 
society holds them in, in many ways. And I'd love for you to share a little bit more about how sexuality and spirituality are connected. Yeah. So one of the things to really understand why, especially those of us from either European ancestry or anyone who's been influenced at this point by European culture, which is pretty much the entire world, um, why that is so ingrained in us, right? That sexuality and spirituality are opposites. So when you go back and look at the rise of um, Judaism and then Christianity, right? So Judaism in the Middle East, and then Christianity as it spread through Europe. So when those religions were spreading, they were in direct competition with the goddess religions. So all over Europe, there were temples to Isis, right? There were temples to Athena or Freya or different Celtic goddesses. And goddess worship tended to be much more ecstatic uh, the high priestesses were often trained in sexual traditions, right? So they were uh, translated as prostitutes in, you know, the 17th, 18th, 19th century scholarship, but that is not uh, the actual word that is used for them in these ancient texts. They are called wise women or high priestesses, right? Women of God. And so they often worked with erotic sensual energy. And the way to worship the goddess typically was through pleasure, celebration, ecstasy. And there's this amazing teaching in the ancient um, uh, um, like uh, teachings of, of the goddess worship in the Greek empire, which is that if you wanted to cleanse your soul, ecstasy was one of the most powerful ways to do it. And I've seen this to be true that we think like, Oh, getting into an ecstatic state, right? Like there's something wrong or less than that. Actually, when you go into an ecstatic state, there's a purity to it. That is so beautiful. So as uh, Christianity and Judaism spread, they were in this competition with these spiritual practices. And so Instead of that being something that's like so entrenched in the teachings of, let's say, Jesus or even the ancient teachings of Judaism, there was this deep criticism and even shutdown of goddess worshiping practices. So now to worship the divine through dance or through lovemaking or through emotional release was considered like the worst thing you could possibly do. And so there's this deep, deep, deep uh, ingrained teaching in European society and now almost all westernized society that those two things are totally opposite but that is not by accident that was very 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 intentional because these religions were at war um, with each other for people's hearts and minds and attention and so we can actually go back and heal that divide, heal it within ourselves. That spirit does not have to be the opposite of our sexual experiences. It doesn't have to be the opposite of pleasure or love of life or even the body. Um, that in the tantric tradition, but also in the ancient European traditions, one of the ways to get to God, to the creator, was through your body, was through your sexual experience, was through a celebration of life. Because what better way to be in devotion to the creator than to be in love with the creation and to be in love with everything that we are or everything that our partners are or everything that our body is. There's such a, there's such a profound beauty in that. So that's one piece is just to know that sexuality being this beautiful part of us and celebrating that can be part of celebrating all of creation. The other thing is that in sexuality, we have access to these profoundly altered states of consciousness. So sex, when you know how to use it, can be like plant medicine. And so now it's starting, we're starting to understand like, yes, you can take plant medicine, you can take psilocybin, you can take ayahuasca, and you can have spiritual experiences. Why? Because it's altering, it's altering your state of consciousness. It's making you more receptive to truth and energy. And you can use the powerful energies of sexuality in the exact same way. You can use them to alter your consciousness such that you are able to receive and connect with spiritual truth and spiritual downloads and spiritual understanding in a whole new way. So I like to think of meditation as the still form of sex and sex as the active form of meditation. Sex is a meditation that you can share with someone else 
or you can use just connected to yourself if you use the right tools and the right intention. How do you think Tantra, and that's a beautiful answer. Thank you for that. Um, how do you think Tantra can actually help monogamy be more successful and more fulfilling? Yeah, I love this question. So um, I uncoupled uh, about a year ago from an eight-year partnership. But my experience around um, year four and five was that I was like, wow, if we were only having kind of non-tantric sexual experiences, like there's only so much you can do, right? <laughs> so many ways you can move your hand or your penis or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so in that kind of sex, it's like, well, at some point, kind of the, 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 the potential for exploration or new experiences can run out, right? And as well, a lot of the sex that people are having that's not tantric, if it's very kind of egotistical, and when I say that word, I mean like, oh, like you're so hot, or you make me feel worthy, or you say something about me, um, that also can fade over time, right? If I'm looking for the person next to me to confirm my worth or my value, right? Um, at some point, if that runs out, I might then want to like run after the shiny new object or, you know, chase something else or just get bored um, because it's no longer fulfilling this kind of egoic hole inside of me. When you practice Tantra, two things happen with your partner. One is that the same way that meditation, right? Like sure you can get bored in meditation, but if you love meditation, if you love yoga, you can can do it for your entire life and not get bored, right? The same way if you love art or you love dance or you love giving public speeches or you love, you know, doing personal development as a, as a teaching method, right? It never gets old because you're continuously growing and innovating, right? You're continuously learning something about yourself. And so tantric sex allows you to grow and innovate in that same way sexually. There's always some new energetic experience to be had. There's always something new to learn about your spiritual Connection. There's a next level depth available in your intimacy where intimacy never gets boring or stale. So if you can have the courage to open up your partnership to hold this tantric sexual experience, the, the capacity for discovery like blows your mind. Mm -hmm. And I, there's like this Taoist quote that's so magical, which is like, it takes seven years to learn your partner's body. I'm paraphrasing here, but it's like seven years, seven additional years to learn your partner's heart and then seven more years to learn your partner's soul. And then you really get started. So wow. there's this teaching in the tradition of like how deep you can go with one person. But honestly, we need the relational tools. We need the sexual tools to access that level of depth. And then that level of depth does not get boring. Additionally, when we're doing these tantric practices, they're always pointing you back to yourself, right? Like for me, I, I was so unworthy. I was, I needed love so much, right? To feel okay. And through the tantric path and tradition, I'm not saying I don't ever need love or I don't ever feel unworthy, but I really healed this, like, I need you to make me feel a certain way about myself. And that allows for this more mature, deeper kind of love to emerge, as I'm sure you know, in your partnership. And that kind of love can last far longer because it's built on something so much more true than like, oh, you're like attractive or you provide for me. Those things are still amazing and important, but they're nothing compared to the depth of love that you can share when you are now wanting to build partnership and love in this whole new way. And these traditions really give us the capacity to do that. Yeah. I, I love that because I agree when you're with one person, if you're not digging deep into other realms, especially that spiritual realm. And to me, spirituality is so many things. And it's not just about a devotion to a higher power. It's experiencing ourself as, as a spiritual being and, and different levels of consciousness. And when you can reach that with another person, you're right, you do get to keep discovering. And I, I don't know how marriages thrive or not even marriages, just partnerships that are monogamous thrive over time, like some of them survive, but really thrive over time without really 
implementing some of these deeper practices because otherwise it does just get plain old boring. And otherwise you're just swimming in the same surface triggers and unresolved stuff that you haven't dealt with. And you're just looping in the same patterns over and over and over again. So you've got the same patterns coming up that you're looping in and you're bored. That's not going to make for a very successful and thriving relationship. So I love that Tantra is available to us to, you know, go deeper within ourselves and also go deeper with another person because, you know, we don't live on the planet alone, <laughs> you know, where we get to experience ourselves through others. And I'd love for you to give, because you mentioned tools and technology and you, you mentioned breath work as a, as a tool, but for people that just, you know, are trying to wrap their head around this and, and want more of a visual of what is a, a tantric tool in relationship, what does that look like? Can you give us an example? Yeah, absolutely. So I would also love to give an example that can tie it into, right, like how we can end up in deeper partnership because of these practices. So like one of the things I've found, you know, is is so rampant in people is most people are terrified of very deep intimacy. So let's say that I got hurt a lot when I was young um, by my family or just in general, maybe like my first girlfriend or boyfriend or partner broke my heart. And I never really addressed that legacy in my body. My body, my heartbreak, the armoring over my heart is basically going to say, do not feel love to that depth again. But if I don't do the work to actually feel those layers, what I'm going to do is very unconsciously avoid that depth of love at all costs. And so this is where you get people running away from deep partnership, um, you know, dating around, never actually suit, like choosing anyone, um, bailing out of relationships rather than doing the deep work. So in Tantra, let's just say a very simple, like two tools combined, right? So one is to create a very safe space for really sharing with each other. Like one of my favorite practices, this is more like Neo-Tantra, not classical Tantra. And we teach this in my Vita Couples program, which is, it's called um, Desires, Fears, and Loves. So you just spend two minutes each. You don't interrupt each other. You don't fix each other. You don't coach each other. Sharing. Um, what do I really want? and listening to each other as you, as you share this, what am I afraid of? Right? So what am I, what do I really want inspires um, you both together? What am I afraid of actually bonds you like hearing your partner say what scares them um, is actually a really connecting experience. And then what do I love about you? So then you share what you love about your partner. This is like very, very entry level, very simple, but it starts to open this domain of really sharing with each other and really starting to explore like what fears are here in the relationship, what scares me, what do I really desire? So even just that entry level starting to really connect with each other in a deeper way helps so much. Then um, a practice which seems really simple on the surface, but is a game changer, right, that I recommend to a lot of couples. And again, I don't want to give anyone the idea that these, you know, these practices and the whole tradition are super simple, but this is like an entry level thing that you might try just like downward dog, right? And so it's looking into your partner's eyes and breathing into the center of your heart, your spiritual heart for five minutes. But what something like this can do as you start to connect to the layers of your heart, to the somatic experience there, is you might start to realize or your partner might start to realize like, holy shit, like I actually guard my heart or I'm afraid to open up all the way to my partner or I'm afraid to feel like the deepest heart connection. And even that awareness might change, let's say, a man's perspective from, you know, chasing and looking for the next fulfilling thing into, oh my God, like I've been running from really deep love. What is it to sit here with this person and move through the layers of those embedded fears or that pain, right? And this will work for someone of any gender and actually get to the core of meeting someone heart to heart. And that heart to heart bond shifts everything, right? And so that level of awareness can help someone stop to in like like not unconsciously enact 
childhood patterning, right? That love is unsafe, that um, no one can ever really see me, right? Or, you know, it's, it's, if I don't want to open my heart to another human all the way, I'll just keep going on to the next thing and the next thing and next thing. The only way to counteract that kind of conditioning is to root down inside of yourself and start to know the own layers of your, you know, the layers of your own heart, the layers of your own body. And so even just doing that meditation, um, heart to heart, you start developing the self-awareness, you start understanding the quality of your heart. And that usually shifts people from just enacting these limiting patterns around love into being like, oh, wow. Like, and even having a taste of what the heart can really be like and being like, that's now my new North star and I will do whatever it takes and the healing work to get to that level of love rather than just cycling, as you're saying, in the old triggers and the old patterns and the old pain. Mm. I love this. And I, I'm wondering if your answers are surprising people and breaking through some preconceived, preconceived notions about what Tantra is, because they might've pictured, you know, you sit in this position naked and you do this thing and you touch here. And it it's, um, I, again, I think one of the ways that we, this technology and this tradition and this practice has been sort of withheld because there's been so much, um, preconceived notions of, of what it really is about. And in, in, in essence, it's personal development. It's, it's healing. It's, it's another way that we can remove the walls around our heart, heal our trauma, and have deeper intimacy, which to me is so foundational to healing. Like we need to do our own inner work. Yes, absolutely. But to really heal and to really access love, we need to be relational. You know, we need to look into someone else's eyes. We need to be able to, to have that sort of intimacy. So thank you for those tools. Those are great, amazing examples. Um, I, you mentioned the Vita method a couple times. I'd love for you to explain what that is. Yes. Thank you. And also like, I think too, for people, you know, when they envision like, oh my God, a three hour orgasm or like yeah. really wild positions, like especially as women, if we have all these layers of conditioning and we felt really unsafe to be in our true pleasure and passion, sex will become performative in a kind of way. Yeah. Um, or we'll feel like we have to fake it or we have to do it for our partner because we've disconnected from the source of our own pleasure. So it's like, then the idea of doing some like backwards upside down position, you know, like all yeah. that, it's like, Oh my God, more perform, like more. Yeah. Now I have to do like a back bend. <laughs> yeah. I get where that comes from. And you know, in doing this work and in reclaiming um, so much of your connection to self and so much of your pleasure, you you reclaim your boundaries and you reclaim your body, right? So there's no more being penetrated when you don't really want it. There's no more moving way faster than your body is ready for. And eventually you can reconnect with the source of your desire, the source of your pleasure. And there is a wild, desirous, erotic creature in every single person and in every single woman that can be tapped into. So eventually, if you do this process enough, can you reclaim so much of the sexuality that's been stolen by pornography, right? Like it's like used to, to objectify female bodies or used for gratification in a way that's really egoic, right? Rather than true. Yes. And what's so cool is when we reclaim that there's this absolute joy in sharing a wild sexuality with our partner, but we don't do it because we have to, we do it because we've reclaimed this kind of like erotic wildness, which is like, yes. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, the Vita method. So this is, uh, this is what I teach. This is the method that, that I've developed and it's a tantric approach to sex, love and relationships. And the reason it's a tantric approach is because I started studying Tantra 20 years ago and I've been teaching for 15 and they're really classical practices, like the obliteration of your cherished egoic illusions, right? Like this is not, this is not step one. <laughs> and so in taking a tantric approach, um, it's taking so much of the beautiful wisdom of this incredible tradition and applying it in a way that we can start to maximize um, our sexual, relational, and heart-based experiences. And we do that not through trying to like whatever, like give a better blowjob through these like five like tips or whatever, although like you can do that too. Um, or to, you know, like 
like try and build on top of the conditioning that's already there. It's working to release the conditioning so that our sex, love and relationship experiences are actually far more true to us. And that that's mm -hmm. where the best sex, love and relationships happen. And so the underlying tantric philosophy of the Vita method informs that um, some classical practices are there, um, some neo. Um, so tantra that's been innovated in the last hundred years by Indian teachers or Western teachers that is really, really effective and beautiful. And then I've mixed that. So um, I went to Stanford University and I was in the pre-med department. So um, my understanding of neurobiology and um, a respect for research and for evidence-based practices. So I've combined all of that with trauma awareness with the most up-to-date research on what actually transforms uh, our minds and bodies in the most rapid way uh, with these mystical traditions, with a, a deep understanding of energy and meditation to create a methodology that uh, liberates our sexuality, opens our hearts, and gives us access relationally to a whole new way of relating, which is more based on spiritual evolution and truth than on kind of an inherited conditioning around, like, we have to, because a lot of us have moved beyond that, right? We don't need the old school till death do us part economic um, agreement, although that can be a part of it, we want something so much deeper. And so it's about how do you evolve together on this path of truth in a really deep way and bring these ecstatic sexual practices into your life. Mm, I love that. Why do you call it Vita? Um, mostly because it needed a name and I didn't <laughs> want to call it the Layla Martin method. <laughs> But it is, it does stand for the vital and integrated tantric approach. I love that. I love that. I love that. So you have a program coming up where you train people to be trained, trained in this approach. Yes. Yes. So we have, it's a 600 hour year long, but it works out to be about two years of education from start to finish to get all of your graduation requirements done, all the coaching practicums done. And so it's it's really, as, as far as I know, one of the most extensive trainings in a, a tantric approach available. It's a full deep dive into all these practices. I believe you become a successful coach and teacher um, through your transmission, which is having embodied wisdom, having a deep understanding of not just tools and practices, but the actual living wisdom that those tools and practices are meant to take you to. And that when you can embody that, um, that's when people are really magnetized to you. And that's when you carry a true confidence, which is what people want to, people want to work with you because because of what you radiate, not because of, you know, what you say. And so that, um, the, the training is really designed to give you a six month, very challenging, um, but very beautiful deep dive into your own sexuality, love and relationships and into using these practices on yourself first and foremost, so that you can embody the transmission of what's possible sexually, of what's possible relationally, of what's possible in your heart. And when you carry that, and um, that's when people are like, Oh, I like, I have something to learn from this yeah. person. And then the next six months is training you in uh, the coaching methodology and in not only the, the tantric approach and, you know, utilizing all these tools and techniques, but also in having, you know, deeply embodied confidence, using your voice, um, using your body language, how to hold a very, very safe space. We do a lot of extensive training on the nervous system. Um, my teaching team is excellent and they've, you know, some of them have extensive, extensive careers built in uh, trauma therapy and things like that. So we give you a very holistic um, training that allows you to really be a professional in this field. And I always tell people in the program, I'm like, I built this for you. Yes. But mostly I built this for every client you will ever work with. Because when I think about them and their experience, I want you to have the very best training available. Amazing. And is it only for people that want to be coach or that are a coach that want to have this training? Um, so yes and no. So people do do it because, um, who don't want to be a coach because it's so in depth and because it's really probably the best way to get to a level of mastery with these practices. Um, but because it's so intensive, right, you'd have to really want that level of time commitment to a whole, you know, year, um, of, of really dedicating yourself to the practices. And so people do do it for, for both ways, but like you got to really want it if you're not going to be a coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can appreciate that. And the wonderful thing is we have a lot of coaches that listen, which is why I wanted to talk about this program on the show, because I think a lot of coaches are, 
maybe scared to niche or scared to, you know, hang their hat somewhere. Um, but I, I would, I would, I have my own answer for this, but I'd love your answer as to why as a coach, you think it's important to actually go really, really deep on, on something specifically rather than trying to be a coach to everyone about everything. Right. Well, I think one of the best ways that I understood this, I learned it from Frank Kern, who's like one of those like old school internet marketing dudes. So like, I don't know, but it really does apply, which is that like on the pyramid of what people are drawn to in you, like the bottom of the pyramid, which is like the least magnetic is being a generalist. Like I do everything right. So if I'm like, Hey guys, I'm Lila Martin. Like I do Tantra. I do Reiki. I also teach a bit of yoga. Like I can clean your car if you want. Like you're like, (laughs) you know, I'll help you with finances. I can also help you with parenting or whatever. You're like, okay, cool. You know, that's a specialist. Uh, or sorry, that's a generalist. Then the next level of mag- magnetic, right? More appealing is like, I'm a specialist. So I'm like, look, I actually can help you with all that stuff. I could help you with money and probably not parenting because I'm not a parent, but I could definitely clean your car and I could definitely teach you yoga. I can do all these things, but you know what? I have specialized in, you know, I've spent 20 years doing Tantra, right? Yeah. I, and then it's like, oh, wow. Like, would you rather work with the person who's doing all these things or the person's like, I specialized. The specialist is more magnetic. Then what's even more magnetic beyond that is being an expert and you become an expert through your reputation, right? Yeah. It's a little bit of how you present yourself a little bit about your marketing, but more than anything, expertise comes from time and experience and how everyone else views you because of your reputation, right? The way that you started this podcast is like Layla is an expert because of her reputation, right? Because of what other people say, because of how I, Christine, experience her, right? And that's where you get expertise. So would you rather work with someone who is just generally studying Tantra or do you want to work with someone who has a solid reputation in the field? And you get that through dedicating yourself to something, right? You don't become an expert coach in finances by trying to be the best life coach, the best finance coach, the best sex coach. You become an expert by choosing a specialty and going for it for a long enough period of time that people start to recognize your expertise. And the next level beyond that, right, is celebrity. You can have the best personal trainer in the whole world teaching you how to do like butt exercises or whatever. And Kim Kardashian releases a video and everyone wants to study with her or whatever, right. <laughs> like a Jenner. Right. And so there's this appeal of celebrity and you also become celebrity when people want to host you, when you show up talking about when you publish a book, things like that about your area of expertise. And people don't generally host people who are like, generalists and everything. People are very rarely like, Hey, here's the life coach who can do anything and everything for you. No, they want to talk about the life coach who does one specific thing that they are an expert at. And then that's how you build celebrity. So that's how you work your way up to becoming very magnetic to clients. And that takes a period of time, but that path comes from really choosing a niche and sticking with it and then building and building and building over time. I can say in my experience, one of the reasons that we are so successful year after year after year now is from the reputation that we've built and reputation happens when you have a recognizable specialty that you have really owned. Mm, I love that. And so with, with the Vita becoming certified as a Vita coach, is that what people say when they graduate from the program? They're certified. Uh Okay. Okay. So after you're certified as a Vita coach, do you have a, a program and a system that you can put people through? Because I know a lot of people that are coaches sometimes really want some structure, but they still want to be their own boss. They want their own business, but they really want a framework that they can take people through, a process, because it just makes enrollment easier, makes working with a client easier. And I know every client and every person is unique, but will they be armed with a little bit more of a structure and a process that they can work with clients on? Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so, yes. From start to finish, right? So we not only train you in how to make excellent content that magnetizes the kind of client that is drawn to you in your specific niche and sells uh, high-end coaching packages, Um, but we train you in the discovery call process um, that is very unique to our system and converts clients in this very, very, very uh, successful way. And then we have a 10-module system that you learn as a coach, and it's got a 14-step coaching core. That means that you learn these 14 steps, and you can take a client through those 14 steps in any session. So it gives you this confidence of like, wow, if I want to have a fully structured 
uh, coaching session, I know how to do it from start to finish. And this is going to get my client incredible results every single time. Mm -hmm. Then we have uh, 10 modules, which train you on both what we call blueprinting tools that change an overall blueprint of someone's sexual relational experience. So these are things like uh, breath work. These are things like uh, deeper self massage. These are things like um, working with uh, feminine and masculine dynamics generally to hear your relationship with the feminine or the masculine. Then we have lasering tools, which go much more specific, how to do inner child work, inner child healing, things like that. We have lots of tools around increasing your worthiness and your deservingness because so many people, um, you know, whether they're dating or even in relationships, uh, who they're attracting or the relationship they have is based on what they think they deserve, how worthy they feel they are. Yeah. So we train you in a very, very extensive system to take people from start to finish um, in a, a very deep uh, coaching methodology. Um, that's super effective. It's one of the reasons why our program is, is so successful. So this is our seventh year now that we've been doing this. Um, and, and then on top of that, when you join the program, you can enroll in what we call the majors. So we have nine different majors and this allows you to deeply specialize. So like what I was talking about, instead of just being a generalist, like I'm a sex lover and relationship coach, which is already specialized, we let you take that specialization even further. So we have nine majors. Um, one is female sexuality. One is male sexuality. One is uh, relationship transformation, if you really want to work with couples. One is tantric sexuality, if that's what you are super, super into. One is um, life transitions. So that's actually studying menopause, um, period cycles, moon cycles, things like that, uh, divorce transitions, things like grieving processes, things like that to take um, couples through. Um, we also have the crystal egg um, certification and we have uh, women's empowerment. And I think there's actually like a couple more, so you can check them out on our syllabus. But basically on top of the full training that we give you, you then get to specialize in what you're the most interested in and learn even more specialized techniques. So this allows you to be very specialized in the field as well. I love it. I love how organized and detailed and professional it is. It's, it's amazing. And so for anyone that wants more information on that, you can go to christinehaster.com slash Layla and all the program information will be there. When does it start? It starts. So the last day that you can enroll is January 22nd. Um, but the sooner you join, the sooner you can get started on the early educational materials and drop into the program and be fully prepared for the year. And are you teaching live in the program at all? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Great. So people get yeah. access to you as well. Yeah. So I teach two live classes for the whole first trimester. And then I teach a live class through the rest of the program and we have a teaching team. So you end up having um, in the first trimester, I believe four live classes a week. Incredible. Very, I can tell you were a pre-med. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge nerd. At Stanford nonetheless. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. With like an old school tantra teacher that's like, you got to do the work. You, you got to do the And work. that's what I tell like, do you want to sign up with a coach who's like, oh, yeah, I did the easiest training available? Or do you yeah. want to sign up with a coach who's like, I did the most challenging training I could find so that I could discover what I'm really made of? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, no. As someone who co-founded a coaching institute with with other colleagues, we we hope for the same. Like, we we want them to <laughs> to to get in the deep end and know that they can – take a client where they need to go because they've been there. You know, that's, that's embodiment. Um, okay. Everybody. So again, go to christinehauser.com slash Layla. All the information will be there. Um, if you're a coach that is looking to be a weapon of a coach next level to, to really, really know what you're doing and to have a specific thing you can offer people, then I highly recommend this program. As you can tell, Layla is not only passionate about, Tantra and relationships and love and intimacy, but she also knows her stuff and, and really lives it. So as we wrap up, I want to bring it back to something that our listeners can walk away with in terms of, and I know we've mentioned a couple tools, but even if you want to walk through, walk people through a short process, whatever you, whatever you feel like doing here, either offering us a tool or walking us through a short process, just to have an experience of what Tantra can yeah, be. Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing I recommend is to have a pleasure practice. So this is a 10 to 20 minute, it could be longer, but that is more than enough. Um, practice that you have at least once a week, but honestly, even if you just do it once, you're still going to see 
and feel something meaningful, which is where you self-pleasure in a way that it's not just to have a climax or to have the usual sexual fantasy or to, you know, do it in the normal way, which is totally fine. But in the pleasure practice, what you're doing is giving yourself a safe space to feel whatever comes up and to learn about your sexuality. So when you self-pleasure, you can combine two different practices. So the, the one part of the pleasure practice is to set a timer that helps your body and your nervous system know that this is like a set practice. We're going to do this for a discrete period of time that helps you relax into it. So again, anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes. And as you start touching yourself, so you can touch yourself in the way that feels most pleasurable to you. I recommend that you deepen your breath. So it doesn't have to be super intense breath work, but just breathe more deeply than you ordinarily would. What this does and what research has shown is it's going to switch off the thinking, controlling, even critical or judgmental part of your mind or the part of your mind that's in the past or the future. And it's going to bring you in the here and now and into the feeling state. So it'll start to open up a deeper connection to your own sensations, your own pleasure, and what's happening during a sexual experience, even just uh, masturbating. So deepening your breath. So let's say if, you know, normal breath is like, you're going to go, and so as you do that, you're going to drop into a more sensational space. And as you self-pleasure, what I'm going to invite you to do on top of the deeper breathing is to feel that you can move the sensations of pleasure where they might ordinarily just be around your clitoris or pussy, or if you're a guy doing this, just in your penis. And you're going to, with your breath and with your intention, move those sensations of pleasure into your heart. And you can do this a couple of times in the process and just see what happens. It actually unlocks and activates your heart so that your heart is more connected to your sexual experience. It sounds really simple and it can be very, very, very powerful. So that's a great practice to do if you are on your own solo practice. And then a really great starter practice for a couple is to do the practice that I shared earlier, which is before you make love, to set a timer for three minutes if you're an absolute beginner or if your partner's super resistant, five minutes if you wanna go for a little bit deeper. And in that, look into each other's eyes, don't break eye contact the entire time, and be breathing in and out of the center of your heart. It can just be a normal breath, it doesn't have to be a deeper breath, but like a conscious breath into the very center of your heart. And so what this is going to do is it's going to bond you in a much deeper way and it's going to activate and unlock your heart before you go to make love. Then because it's a very beginner practice, just make love however you want, but changing that energy beforehand will often shift the entire experience of lovemaking. Mm, I love that. Those are such tangible tips. I know you could just spend hours and hours and hours giving us things we can do. So how else, if people aren't a coach, aren't interested in the coaching program, how else can people connect with you and learn from you and get all of your wisdom? So you're going to be sharing uh, an amazing practice with them um, that will allow them to get started. So they can check that out. And then also you you can always um, head to my website or my Instagram or my YouTube, Layla Martin, and there's all kinds of cool practices and videos and things like that to train you in all these different techniques. Okay. Amazing. And you can access all that in the show notes, everybody. Layla, thank you so much for your work. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to be on the show and for enlightening us all. I, I always learn something from everyone I have on the show and I learned so much tonight. And just one, one final thing um, before we sign off. For anyone that may not think, oh, I can't do that. I'm just not sexual or like I'm too old or I'm too this or I'm too that. Like I, who maybe has just decided that they're in this lifetime, they're just not going to have a great sex life or great sex with themselves or anything. That's kind of just resigned. What would you say? Oh, we will change your whole world around. <laughs> Your whole world. <laughs> so come, come even if it feels like lost cause, come if it feels super shut down or numb, all the things. If you feel drawn, even if you're like, oh, wow, I'm 
never thought of myself as that before, you will be so surprised how rapidly you will transform by applying these tools and techniques, right? It's like someone who has never eaten healthy, who has never been to the gym, doesn't spend any time in nature. And they like look at a person who like works out, eats healthy and goes to nature. And they're like, I could never be that. You give that person six weeks on a healthy vegetable rich diet out in nature exercising. Yeah. They need recognize themselves. It's the same thing with sexuality. It's the same thing with a tantric approach. It can absolutely transform you. Um, every age, my favorite email I ever got from one of our programs, um, my, uh, original program on female sexuality and orgasm is called Opless. I believe it was a 92 year old woman who wrote in, she emailed me back when I used to check my own emails and she was just like, Hey, Layla, she was like, your program blew my mind. And now I can pleasure both my French and my German lover. And I was like, <laughs> hell yes. That's one thing. The other thing is this is a career where you actually gain more respect the older that you are, truly. Like the luminaries in this field, Esther Perel, Mama Gina, uh, they're in their 60s, right? Sex and relationship is actually something where we look to people with maturity to give us the answers. And not always, right? Like I started in this career in my 20s and I'm still shocked that anyone listened to it. I like look back at my OG YouTube videos and I'm like, woo, I'm a child and people still listen to me. So you can do it at any age and it's cool to be in a career where seniority and wisdom really do matter. Mm, I love that. No lost causes. No lost causes. Not at all. <laughs> Thank you, Layla. Thank you so much. It's been so beautiful to connect with you. And thank you for sharing this. My pleasure. 